Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. The only way I can win my race is if I stay in my lane. If I step in my opponent's lane, even though I'm faster than him, I'm disqualified because I got out of my And if he steps in my lane, he's disqualified. So the only way for me to win is for me to stay. And what I've learned is we're in our lane, looking at what's happening in their lane, looking at what's happening in their lane, realizing the only way for me to win is to keep my eyes. It's not going to be me and my wife. God's going to say, how did you run your race, Jomo? And I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter to the joy of the Lord. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something Wow. As I was preparing this word, uh, it hit me. Uh, the, the sermon's entitled, Keep Your Eyes on the Prize. Look at your neighbor and say, keep your eyes on the prize. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, keep your eyes on the prize. As I thought about this message and this being our eighth anniversary, uh, eight is the number of new beginnings. Uh, Seven years, the number of completion, and by God's grace, we completed a church, hallelujah, in seven years. So that means there's a new beginning. And then I, I looked at the calendar, and next week, the Olympics start. So I said, okay, keep your eyes on the what? Prize. Praise God. As I studied this book right here of Corinthians, uh, Paul was dealing with all kind of issues in the church lawsuits, immorality, questionable practices, and Paul is trying to tell them to keep their eyes on the prize. In this thing called life, some people call it a rat race. Some of you are chasing money. Some of you are chasing power. Some of you are chasing a man, chasing a woman, chasing a job. But the one thing you have to realize in this faith walk is you got to keep your eyes on the prize. Today, we're going to be teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, if you don't have your Bible, it will be on the screen for you. Amen. It says this, do you not know that in the race all runners run? Look at your neighbor and say, are you running? Now, now listen, family, whether you want to run or not, once you were born, the, talk, the clock started ticking, tick-tock, tick-tock. And the goal is, can you get in position to fulfill the call on your life? Because the game is being played. The question is, are you running your race? 
Before the world was formed, God had a plan for your life. You were fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image and God's likeness, and God don't make junk, so you are valuable to God. So you must understand God is waiting for you to step in the call. You are in a race. And then some of us are running the wrong race. <laughs> you race up for stuff. You race up for things. What race are you running? The race God wants us to run is the, a race for souls. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going to matter in the end. Souls. It says this. They run their very best to win. But only one receives the prize. Run your race. The reason why there's so much frustration in the body and in the world is everyone's trying to run somebody else's race. Run your race. <laughs> I was jogging in Panther Trace a couple years ago uh, while my knees were good. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now my knees talk to me. Anybody needs to talk back? Every time you go down the step, it seems like your knees talking to you. Crack, snapple, pop. Yeah, yeah, my knees talk to me now. So anyway, <laughs> I was jogging, and uh, a sister from church saw me jogging. I didn't see her behind me, but she started running, and she passed me. And she said, morning, pastor, and then she kept on going. Now, see, if she would have just went by, I'd have been cool. But when she identified me, Morning, pastor. I have a competitive gene in me. Anybody got that gene in you? And so she's trying to, she kind of went past me swiftly. And she was all comfortable and relaxed. Now, I was comfortable at my pace. But something in me say, Jomo, before we get to 301, you're going to catch her just so she know that you can do it. And the harder I tried, the further she got. Anybody try to chase somebody, and all of a sudden, I'm breathing hard. Then all of a sudden, the cramp hit. The cramp hit about right here. Then I pretend like I was stretching. Because <laughs> after a while, I realized I ain't going to kick. And the revelation to me was, I was in the wrong race. See, if we had a push-up race, I would have won. If we had a sprint race, I would have won. But I wasn't going to really won, won, win an endurance race. You have to ask yourself, are you running the right race? Many times we're frustrated because we're in the wrong lane. God called you to be a power lifter, not a sprinter. So I have to first identify, am I in the right race? Because sometimes you'll frustrate yourself because you're in the wrong lane. <sighs> if you run track like I used to, keyword used to, <sighs> the only way I could win my race is if I stay in my lane. If I step in my opponent's lane, even though I'm faster than him, I'm disqualified because I got out of my and if he steps in my lane, he's disqualified. So the only way for me to win is for me to stay. And what I've learned is we're in our lane, looking at what's happening in their lane, looking at what's happening in their lane, realizing the only way for me to win is to keep my eyes. 
It's so funny when you see a person find their lane. It seems like they just float. A man took a fish out of the water. He caught the fish. He threw it on the side. And the fish was just hopping. And uh, another man came and said, look how stupid the fish is. Just hopping. And he says, the fish isn't stupid. You just took him out of his lane. You threw the fish back in the water. And that's how some of your life is right now. You're on the side just... On your race. Now I know I'm in a race. In such a way that you may seize the prize and make it whose? This ain't a team race. Run your race. You're going to stand before God by yourself. It's not going to be me and my wife. God's going to say, how did you run your race, Jomo? And I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter to the joy of the Lord. Verse 25, now, now every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined. Look at your name, say discipline. Uh, the word disciple means discipline one. Everyone say, I must be disciplined. Ah, you must make some sacrifices if you're going to win in this race. <sighs> I don't know about you, but uh, I've, been, I've been, we stayed in Atlanta for a week, Orlando three days, Vegas for five days. And uh, going to Atlanta, they had good food. Hallelujah. And I was doing everything I could to keep my weight off. But if you stay in a hotel for two weeks, anybody know what I'm talking about? I got back and I looked at the scale. And the scale said something I did not like. And I rebuke the scale in the name of Jesus. Anybody rebuke the scale? The devil is a liar. But the scale is telling the truth. So this last trip, I said, Jomo, you're not going to gain weight on this one. So we were very disciplined in our diet. I came back. I was the same weight. I said, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So yesterday I, I got excited. And I got on scale this morning. And the devil came back, y'all. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to get off today, though. Today, put the sweat bag on, get on my bike. Everyone say discipline. And look what it says, discipline and exercise self-control in all things. It didn't say some things, y'all. Why? Because, see, bad habits come in clicks. Ooh, Jesus. One bad habit leads to another bad habit. That's why when you mess up on your diet, you go ahead and Finish everything off. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm just going to have one Oreo, two Oreos. Man, I'm not just both. <laughs> so, so when it says discipline in all things, because, see, uh, it's so critical that we get this discipline down because, see, we have to keep our eyes on the prize because there's so many distractions that are coming at us that we have to be locked in and disciplined to keep our eyes on the prize. It says, they do not win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown. Poor old boy. Verse 26, therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. Look at your neighbor and say, what's your goals? So if the Bible says you need a goal, what's the likelihood that you need a goal? 
we, st we stood here maybe four years ago, hmm. said we want to build a church. Uh, said we want to do it without a loan. It was a goal. Uh, some people call me crazy. It's all good. But I had a what? Nothing happens without a goal. You got to put it in writing. Habakkuk 2.2 2 says, write the vision, make it plain. Though it tarry, it shall surely come to pass. The key aspect of writing a goal is you keep on saying it until you see it. You keep on saying it, they're going to call you crazy. That's what that, look, I'm used to being called crazy. I'm going to say it till I see it, even when in college, when I, because in college, I never played high school football. I walked on to Florida A&M, and I told them I was going to NFL, and they said, you never played high, high school football. How are you going to get to NFL? I kept on saying it till I see it. So what I've realized in my life is faith, now faith, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I have learned that death and life Life, Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the best way to predict your future is to speak it, to speak it, to speak it. Why? Because see, in Genesis 1.26, God says that he, let's make man in our image and our likeness. And if you study chapter 1 of Genesis, God said, let there be light. Let there, let there. Meaning, God's creative power is expressed by words. So God created the world with his words. So you could create your life with your words. So the question is, what's coming out your mouth? You are living in your words. So what I've learned to do is even though people will say, there's no way, Jomo, you get to the NFL, never play in high school football. I kept on saying it till I see it. And guess what? I wasn't a believer then. You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com. For your gift today of any amount, Dr. Cousins would love to send you his current teaching series entitled How to Hear God. This nine-part series unlocks the secrets to experiencing God's voice in fresh new ways, and it can be yours today. Simply log on to our website at freshwindradio.com and click the Donate tab. All of us at Freshwind want to thank you for continuing to give to this listener-supported radio broadcast. We all know communication is important to developing any relationship. But when it comes to our relationship with God, communication is vital. Prayer is the key to strengthening the lines of communication between you and God. And Dr. Jomo Cousins wants to help you build that conversation by sending you his prayer CD. For your gift of any amount to this radio ministry, Dr. Cousins will send you this audio compilation of prayers pulled right from the Word of God. So to give your gift today, simply visit our website at freshwindradio.com. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. 
And now, let's get back to the Word. is what's coming out your mouth. You are living in your words. So what I've learned to do is even though people will say, there's no way, Jomo, you get to the NFL, never play in high school football, I kept on saying it till I see it. And guess what? I wasn't a believer then. God's law supersedes. That's what the Bible says. He reigns on the just and the unjust. You are living in your words. You ain't never going to be nothing. That's exactly what you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So the best way to predict your future is to speak it. What are you speaking? What are you speaking? Ah, praise the Lord. He says, therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I will not flail around like beating the air, just like shadow boxing. What's the last goal you've hit? If your goals are the same every year, it's not the goal problem. If every time you write your goals, it's the same thing. Look at your statement. Look in the mirror. It's not a goal problem. It's a you problem. <laughs> so as I had this time off, I did some analysis of my life. I told my wife some things I'm not happy about with me. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. Since I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what they call it now. Well, on average, uh, I'm not average, but on average, people live to a certain age. Right now, I'm about halfway to average. So I said, okay, Jomo, this is your halftime. So I wrote down some new things that Jomo will do for the rest of my life. So everyone say new goals. I already prayed every day. That wasn't a big deal. Studied my word. Flossing was new. I don't even floss when I went to the dentist. The week before I went to the dentist, I said, no, nah, I'm going to do that every day. Do that every day. I'm going to take my vitamins every day. I got to do my workout every day. I'm going to be with my, life, my wife for the rest of my life. I'm going to honor my kids. I'm going to hear God say, well done. Pastor, you say that? Well, I've learned the best way to predict your future is to speak it. So I'm making the, I have these confessions over my life. Love first. It's going to change the world. See, see, here's my mindset, family. Who better to speak your picture than you? If God gave you creative power, how do you want to paint your future? The Bible says your tongue is as a ready writer. You're writing your future with your mouth. <laughs> So I wrote down all these things. I said, I'm going to recite this every day for manifestation. Because what happens, sometimes you get so caught up in life that you start losing track of your goals. And now the Bible says you're shadow boxing and hitting nothing. And by the way, fact, a boxer that punches something uses less energy than when you miss. Oh, this is good, boy. This is good. So that means when a boxer misses, he expends more energy missing. 
you use less energy when you make contact. Meaning, some of you in life are flailing and wondering why you're so tired and you're not hitting any of your, because you have none. How can you hit what you're not aiming for? And the word sin means missing the mark. So it means it's a sin when you're not hitting your target. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Even Jesus had goals. Hebrews 12.2. Let's read this, y'all. Looking away from all that will distract us, key point, didn't say might distract us. It said what? So guess what, y'all? You're going to have some distractions. Now understand, the devil cannot destroy you. His goal is to distract you, get you off course. That will distract us. Focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith, the first incentive for our belief, and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the what? So Jesus had a, do you have a goal? Pastor, what's the revelation? Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. He's in agony. He's deliberating, Lord, can this cup be taken away from me? The Bible says the angel comes and comforts him. And Jesus says, and he gets a vision of us. Bible says for the joy set before him, he had to have a vision. He He could endure the cross. Meaning, if you get a big enough vision, you can endure whatever cross come at you. Whatever you're going through, if your vision is big enough, you can endure anything. Because see, the key aspect is if Jesus had to have a vision to endure the cross, how much more do you? Because you're going to have some tough days. And you have to look at something that's going to keep you going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I got a 17-year-old boy. I got a 12-year-old girl. I got an 8-year-old boy. And every now and then, I don't feel like working. But the revelation is they keep on eating. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, They're not going to stop eating. So that means I got to keep on what? So every now and then when I feel kind of pitiful, I pull out them pictures. Lord Jesus, he is cute, praise God. Let me go back to work. Every now and then when you're in your job, when that person get on your last nerve, pull out some pictures. Okay, I'll do it for you, just for you. For the joy set before me. I endure the cross, disregard the shame. This will help y'all. Some of y'all want to get mad at your job because they disrespected me. Disregarding the shame. Sat down at the right hand, the throne of God. This is another revelation. When they come at you, sit. Because the battle's not yours. Let God fight your battle. Because if God be for you, <laughs> the right hand of God revealing his deity, his authority. And the completion of his work. So, if Jesus had a goal, 
and the vision. He kept his eyes on the prize. What should we do? Ooh, look at your name. Say, keep your eyes on the prize. Come on, keep your eyes on the prize. First Corinthians, back to First Corinthians, verse 27. But like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body. I make it a slave. It keeps saying discipline. It keeps saying discipline. Why? If you study success and you study failure, the number one reason for failure is lack of discipline. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio.